We are Spry, a group of remote digital marketers who want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Our curiosity drives us to constant learning, and that learning leads to constant teaching. So come along with us on the Spry Space podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and do it all wherever we want. Welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. I'm Lacey, and today I've got Amber here with me. Hey, everybody. Okay, so today we are focusing on a topic that we call guidelines for a healthy digital life, okay? So what inspired us to even start talking about this concept, Amber? Last year, when we had our annual goal-setting meeting for Spry, Lacey, that's you, (laughs) challenge us as a team to come up with ways that we can use our brains and the knowledge that we have acquired from doing this job for the greater good. The only rule was that it couldn't benefit us somehow, right? Financially. So we talked about it and we came up with this idea of taking our knowledge of the internet and how it works and social media and how those platforms work and going into elementary schools and talking to kids about their digital health and using social media in the right way. And this was really important to me. And I'm so glad that we ended up landing on this topic because I think that as social media marketers, you can see that there is a bit of a pushback in society of, uh, people who want to steer away from social media because they see the negative side effects of it. And there obviously are negative side effects of it. And I think if we are making our money and and have our career in the social media landscape, that it's our responsibility to keep improving it and improving the relationship that people have with it, or else it's going to implode and we won't have jobs anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Coming up with that idea, I think for the whole team was just kind of an aha moment. We all felt really good about it. Most of us have kids of our own. And even though we have our own children and we understand these things on a deeper level than most people, we're still having a hard time just even having that conversation with our kids. This turned out to be something that we are all very excited about at Spry. Let's talk a little bit about what we do in the schools when we are you know, presenting about guidelines for a healthy digital life and why we decided to talk about it on the podcast too. All right. So let me just kind of walk you through how it works with the schools. So the very first thing that we do when we have a school invite us to come see them is we send out a Google Forms that has uh, just a few questions like, what social channels are you on? How often are you using them? Are your parents watching you? Some of it is like, you know, do you have unlimited screen time? If you could tell your parents or adults around you anything about their own social media use, what would you say? Right. Rachel and I both had our children test it out to make sure the form was working and responsive before we sent it to the schools. And we both were kind of like, uh, well, first of all, I'm watching you more than you think I'm watching you because I think neither of our children put that they were being monitored very often. And we were like, 
okay, either we're failing at this or they just don't know how much mm-hmm. we're watching them. There has been a lot of self-reflection that has come from this project. And so that is why we're talking about it on the podcast, but to kind of like finish walking you through though. So we send that form out. The results are collected live. It's a Google Google form. form. Yeah, exactly. As soon as they submit it, we see the data. So when they say, Hey, we're done. We get on there and we and we look at the data. We take that data and we actually put it in a presentation and we talk to the kids about, okay, look at the exposure that you guys have. And so with that amount of exposure comes these risks. And what is social media for? We talk to them about like, what are the good things about it? So then what guidelines can we come up with that keep it a positive thing and keep this something that is going to be good in your life instead of turning into a negative thing. And I know for me, one thing that made me really want to bring this onto the podcast too, is that as we stood in front of groups of fourth, fifth, and sixth graders and said, here's some guidelines that can help you have a healthy digital life. I had to mentally check off which of those I was actually as an adult following and, you know, displaying as an example. And so I've had to hold myself more accountable and holding myself more accountable has had positive impacts on my relationship with my devices, which are so important to my career. Right. And you're not just the average mom, right? You are a mom whose job it is to help businesses succeed on social media. So we are on these platforms all day, every day. My kids will get home and they'll be like, hello, are you listening to me? Hello? Do you hear me? Hello? Get off your phone. I mean, and it's heartbreaking to me. And so that's why we are here talking to you, fellow digital marketers or fellow business owners who are responsible for your own social media. We're going to talk to you about what guidelines that we have set for children today. We want you to try to set for yourselves also, and we want to help you be a good steward of your own digital health. Beautiful. Okay. So let's start with what is the purpose of social media to begin with? Why was it created? Who who came up with this? Why have they done this to us? Why do we have social media? Was it Mark Zuckerberg? (laughs) Whoever created it. Would you say MySpace was the first kind of social media platform? Or is there something beyond that that I don't even know about? I mean, our generation, for us, it was MySpace. But I'm sure there were other social platforms that... Chat rooms. That's true. Yeah. Uh Yep. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking that those were pretty cool when I was a teenager. Do you remember, like, people would ask ASL, age sex location, like when you're in a chat room. Oh my word. Nope. I don't remember that. <laughs> and I'm way older than you. So I don't know about you. I don't Maybe know. I was what in the were wrong you, chat what were you Okay. Doing? Back to the question. So social media, why was it created? So we use social media, the positive things, the reasons that social media exists are for us to be able to connect with people, okay. for us to be able to express ourselves, for us to learn about the world around us, for us to be entertained and just to be social. Yeah. So I like that. Connect, learn, express ourselves and and entertain ourselves. Exactly. So if you notice that your social media use is doing anything other than those things, then you might need to reevaluate how you're using it. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk through some of the guidelines that we present to youth. And we'd like you to try to view these with a lens of, you know, how many of these could benefit you in your life as well. 
One of the biggest things that the survey results that we have gotten is that these kids watch videos every chance they get. Yes. It, it was when we started this a year ago, YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And guess what it is now? TikTok. It's TikTok. It's changed that quickly. And it's probably going to change again in the next year. But either way, I mean, with YouTube, they were longer videos. They were informational. I mean, I don't know how much information my daughter gets from a half an hour slime video but that's kind of youtube and now now it's these like quick how long are tiktoks because they limit them right they're very short they're very short like 30 seconds or something anyway they're short so they're just watching their attentions can you imagine what that is doing to a child's brain it's a shot of dopamine a shot of dopamine shot shot of dopamine exactly there's no long-term joy there is no attention that is required but i'll argue that that's what i'm doing on instagram stories too well, and that's why we're here today <laughs> on the podcast. When watching videos, some of the guidelines that we like to suggest is that they take a break. I mean, if your parent isn't enforcing this, we really hope that kids would hold themselves to this. But if you are the parent, take a break. You need to hold you yourself accountable. Hold yourself accountable for that break. Maybe set a time limit say, okay, I'm going to get lost in this imaginary world of videos for 10 minutes and then I'm done. I'm cutting myself off and hold yourself to it. Rachel Hollis says, go to the gym every day. No matter what I say, set a timer on your YouTube videos, no matter what. <laughs> it's true. Cause sometimes, you know, you get stuck in a tunnel. I, tunnel is a great word for it because I'll get stuck in an Instagram story tunnel and like, it's been 10 minutes and I'm sad now, you know, not for the content isn't sad. It's just, I've been sitting there staring with my eyebrows furrowed, clicking on the right side of the screen. You're zombified. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get in that zombie state, you're no longer aware of the content. I have from the other room heard my daughter watching something and all of a sudden I'll hear a swear or a reference to something that I do not want my nine-year-old hearing. I'll just holler, Hallie, what are you listening to? And she'll go, Oh, sorry, because she is, she's in that zone and she's very morally conscious. I mean, they have a great kid, but even her, somebody who like likes to do things right and does not want to get in trouble. It's not even like, it's just going into her brain subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be aware of what content you are letting in your brain. Okay. Okay, good. So what else are guidelines that we talk about during our presentations? So we asked the kid in the survey, if adults are on their phones too much, and I don't even remember the results. It's high 90 something. Say yes. Yes. I mean, it's high. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is probably where Lacey, you and I were like really started to do the self-reflection. What would you tell an adult? I think the question is, what would you tell an adult about their own usage? Mm-hmm. And some of the comments that we see the most are get off your phone and listen to me. You need to be on your phone a little bit less at home. You tell me to get off my phone and read. Why don't you? And you're on your phone too much. Get off your phone, dad. Get off your phone, mom. So those are the comments that these kids are actually writing. And it says something because I hear these things from my kid. And you know what I say? I'm working. Mm -hmm. So as a digital marketer, it is really critical that I take these guidelines that I'm out there preaching to the world and implement them in my own life. Very good. Okay. So another guideline that we have that I think is really important is putting your priorities first. What does this mean? Okay. So for me, it means, am I 
putting sleep in front of my digital media use? Am I putting brushing my teeth in front of my digital media use? How much time a day am I spending on social media just consuming content? And how often is that content consumption taking over the time that I should have been sleeping and that I fall asleep without brushing my teeth? Am I the only one who's guilty of this? No, I think it's absolutely right. And again, as a social media marketer and as a mother, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, I really like to spend more time rock hunting. We love to rock hunt with my kids and I'm spending social media time on that rather than taking my kids out when it's not raining exactly or or whatever it is so there are like time goes so quickly these things are critical so exercise personal grooming and sleep are some of the biggest things that get missed when people get in these tunnels of social media activity what are your priorities Mm -hmm. and taking care of your body if you don't do that then you can't do anything else so once you have kind of determined your priorities some good ways to make sure that you do put those first is to set timers again i think we've already mentioned this set timers say i'm going to work for 30 minutes and you do as much as you can during that time and then you put it down and you take care of your priorities i mean work is always going to be a priority right we need to make money to be able to get out and do things with our kids or or to afford the toothpaste <laughs> whatever but, it is but if we don't set boundaries then then what are we even doing? You know, it's much better if we are aware of what we're doing and saying, Hey, Hadley, I've got 30 more minutes left on my timer and then I'm going to finish this up. And then when you actually follow through with your own boundaries, you're teaching that you can set boundaries and follow through with them, even with your digital use. Exactly. And then helping them make sure, cause I'm asking her to do the same guidelines, right? So you're modeling that behavior. Yeah. Perfect. So set timers and of course, keep devices out of room at night because this is my favorite guideline. It really is. Sleep should be your very top priority. And, and there's something about a lot of times people are now merging kind of their, their reflection of themselves, their identity with their devices. You know, how often are we not comfortable if our phone is not in our pocket, right? If it's not in our backpack, we almost have the same identity. It's merging with our devices sometimes. And there is something really special that happens in my opinion, when you plug your phone in a different room at night, when you're sleeping, that you get to disconnect from, right. you're from like, the device. I'm in control. I am my own person and I don't need you to survive. It makes a really big difference. It means that I don't end up starting my morning by immediately going to my phone because it's not next to me. Yeah. I feel that on such a deep level. And I also feel that independency that is like, okay, see, I have this like urge to prove to myself that I can live without that thing. And a funny story, I went, as you know, I live about 40 minutes away from like the nearest grocery, grocery store. And I went, had my list. I've been preparing it all day. I was ready. I drove and I get maybe, you know, 10 minutes down the road. And I remember that I forgot my cell phone at home and I'm sitting there and I just talked to myself. I'm like, okay, you can do this. You don't need your cell phone. People did this all the time. I love your positive self-talk. I did. I, I, w- I talked myself out of turning around and going back for this appendage Exactly. Right? It's like a, a phantom limb. The problem is that that appendage is also my wallet. <laughs> oh no, that's true. You had your debit cards my in the case. My money was in that phone and I was so proud of myself for <laughs> going all 40 minutes into town and not going back for that phone because I can live without it. 
Turns your out, positive self-talk then. Turns out <laughs> <laughs> I can't live without it when I need to buy groceries. I think the bank was still open and I went over and just got and, cash and, and tried to get cash out. And they're like, you need your ID. That's also <laughs> in my phone. <laughs> so the thing is, though, I don't carry my purse with me anywhere. So that happened to be in my car. There was no money in there, but I did have. So ID, you got so, your groceries. So I did end up getting my groceries. But yeah, so I don't now I go back and get my phone every time. But again, it just it is. It's an appendage. OK, are there any other big guidelines that we like to talk about? That last one was really my favorite. It, it is a big one. And if you want to take a step. Even, and I actually, my children, I hold them to this, especially if we've been on vacation is to just have an electronic free day. Mm. Again, it's about proving to yourself that you don't need that thing and finding joy outside of that. Because when we do our guidelines for a healthy digital life, we have a kind of dopamine serotonin talk about short-term bursts of joy versus long-term joy and how kids are getting addicted to their devices and these short-term bursts of joy that come from somebody commenting, somebody liking, somebody sharing, somebody interacting with your social media self, which let's be really honest, is not always our true self. Correct. And so we get these kids and us as adults get these quick hits of dopamine that last only a short amount of time. And when kids are addicted to that dopamine, we're seeing a rise in depression. We're seeing a rise in younger, younger and younger suicide rate. You know, it's just, it's, some scary and really intense stuff. And we talk to these kids about that, but it, they're not the only victims of it. Adults are the same way. And again, as a digital marketer, you have even higher risk of that because you're on it so much. Having an electronic free day in our house, we call it the digital detox. So Ooh, I we, like it. if we've been on vacation and the kids have had their devices a little more than they normally would, and we're going back to school, we are done with those in my house. Maybe I run a little bit tighter ship, but we're, I mean, it's a few days. It's not just one. We're done. We are going to get out there and enjoy some time together and just get rid of those things and kind of get our heads right before we get back into school or whatever. So okay, electronic I love free days. I love it. Okay. So if you felt like you heard some of what we're saying and feel like any of these guidelines could benefit you, you're probably a social media manager um, <laughs> exactly. because this is what we're all doing every day on our phones, on our computers. And our job for ourselves is to have the most healthy mindset that we can, which we have to set good guidelines for ourselves and our relationships with our devices if we're going to be mentally healthy. And if we want to model positive behavior for the upcoming generations, we've got to be doing some of these things or else the system will implode, in my opinion. Right. And so with our guidelines for a healthy digital life, we're hoping that we can make an impact on these kids at a young enough age that they just give themselves these habits from the beginning. And so that we aren't trying to correct the behavior like we are right now when we're talking to adults. So we're trying to get them at a young enough age that they just create those habits for themselves and it carries them through to the adulthood. We go for the actual presentation much deeper. We talk about staying safe online, which if you're a digital marketer, we're hoping that you already know and understand those things. And we talk to them about setting themselves 
themselves up for their future and how your digital footprint that you're leaving right now, what the things that you put on your line. So we go a lot deeper into this. So I will say, if you're a digital marketer, make sure that you're creating healthy habits for yourself. But if you are a school teacher or a school administrator and you've stumbled across this, or we've shared this podcast with you, we would love to come to your school and talk to you more about this stuff on a level that kids understand. Because again, we are trying to create healthy children and social media is such a huge part of their life. So email me, amber at thinkspry.com. That's beautiful. (laughs) Shameless plug. Okay. So at the end of every Spry Space podcast episode, we talk about where people have been working. And Amber, I have a spot that you sent a picture that you've been working lately. Can I share where you've been working? I would love you to share. Okay. So, you know, probably if you've heard any of our episodes, then Amber lives out in the country. You know, she's got a nice piece of property in Western Washington and there's like snow, right? And she's got a hot tub outside and she was work. Well, were you working from the hot tub? Well, I had to at some point because Listen, when there is snow on the ground, there is no place I would rather be other than in my hot tub. My hot tub is undercover, so I'm covered, but I'm right there on the edge of the patio where the snow is falling. It's my favorite thing in the entire universe. I love that is serenity to me. I actually turned my hot tub down enough that it would keep me warm but not too hot so that I could stay in there for longer. And did you just work on your phone? <laughs> so a I, would, bit? I was in, in there doing presence management and, and creating posts from the hot tub because at a certain point I was like, okay, I'm really late for checking into work at this point. I, I had to do start something now. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I did a little bit of work in the hot tub with the snow falling and it was magical. Beautiful. Okay. If you enjoyed this content, you can check out our website, thinkspry.com. We have an entire page. There's a button on our website that says community service. You can click there and see a little bit more about the guidelines for healthy digital life presentation that we give. You can submit a request form if you'd like to have us come to your school or your group. Where else can people find us? Our handle is at thinkspry across all social media channels. And if you want to find us on LinkedIn, you can just search Spry Digital Marketing Agility. Our website again is thinkspry.com. Okay. All right. We hope you all are having a wonderful day. We're going to go have a snack or something, probably. Maybe take a nap. Maybe set a timer and put our phone away for a little while. We'll see. I like that idea. We've been working all day, so I'm ready for a detox. All right. Have a good day, everyone. We will talk to you soon. Goodbye.